Hey everybody, uh, I'm an adult child. My name's Tom. Nice to be here with you all. I'm also uh, becoming my own loving parent. Um, if there happen to be any uh, audio, please just let me know. Um, so I just have a, a reading from the Red Book, page 266, starting with the first full paragraph. Feel free to pop open your Red Books. I'll read a few paragraphs and uh, continue. So first full paragraph in the Big Red Book, page 266 says, Step 11 is also where we further address our addiction to excitement. This is the eighth trait of the laundry list. Through meditation, we learn to quiet our minds and to relax. With meditative techniques, we let go of racing thoughts. We learn to be in the moment and to be present in our bodies. We learn that our thoughts can end. This was new to many of us who've been troubled by images and thoughts all our lives. We learn that thoughts are born, live, and die. We can let troublesome thoughts die a natural death in meditation. In step 11, we take time out of the day to focus on our spiritual path. We connect with God through our true self when we find stillness and listen for God's footsteps. Our true self knows God's call. The true self knows the path that our higher power takes to the heart. It is the path of love. Through step 11, we find God's will and a personal power that we did not know existed. This is real power. We can have it if we make the effort and let our higher power lead the way. All right, well, um, I feel like every time I read the red book, you know, we read like a sentence or a single paragraph and it's like we can just stop and share on that. So uh, for me, that that was enough, step 11. I uh, First, I was unaware that I needed to read um, the tools. So I had actually selected another reading from the Loving Parent Guidebook. And uh, I'll just uh, briefly... Um, review that because I think it's really, you know, important um, to understand, you know, where I come from on page eight of the Loving Parent Guidebook, uh, learning to reparent ourselves as our own loving parent. It says our parents or the people who raised us were children of trauma. They did not receive the loving guidance they needed from their parents. And so they could not pass this loving guidance down to us. They probably did some things well, but they were not able to be good role models for healthy parenting. At the beginning of this journey, we might wonder if our parents loved us or why they couldn't love us in the ways we needed to be loved. The more we reparent, the more we come to see ourselves through our inner loving parents' eyes. We realize we are lovable and worthy and always have been. Our parents' inability to love us consistently was never about us, but rather about their dysfunction and what they didn't get in childhood. Um, so timekeeper, if you can just give me like a five minute and a two minute warning and to wrap up, thanks. So let me just start off by saying, um, I am a happy customer. Um, I am a very deeply grateful uh, member of, of this program. Um, I'll just talk a little bit about how I ended up in the door. Uh, you know, I, um, I started exploring 12 steps to deal with my traits uh, because uh, I was like a professional escape artist and, and through no fault of my own, I had to survive and I had very uh, uh, strong survival skills um, and I used them to my full extent. So anything I could possibly do 
to dissociate from my memories, my feelings, my anxiety. I just did it naturally. You know, I wasn't trying to become, uh, you know, this type of person addicted to drama and excitement. You know, um, I wasn't trying to adopt the traits. And it's so nice that the traits are laid out because it's like, okay, wow, I'm not the only one. And also it's like, well, if we, if we've laid them out, maybe there's a solution and maybe this program can actually work. They've, they've like diagrammed the problem. So it, it gives me the ability to trust in the solution a little bit more. But yeah, my traits were honed. Um, and some of them were learned. Some of them I taught myself, but I came into 12 steps because my, my survival skills weren't working. I was as the first reading, you know, was alluding to, um, I basically was totally, uh, you know, dissociated and like a, like a zombie pretty much just walking through my life, um, not living as myself and, you know, not uh, being able to identify with normal people. Um, I just didn't know what I didn't know. So I started going to other 12 step programs because I, you know, at one point I was in seven 12 step programs at the same time like one to two meetings a week. And I'm still in several of those fellowships and I'm grateful for them. But, you know, I, I was spending so much try, time trying to like treat the symptoms and, and treat the traits without ever being able to recognize the roots of the problem, or at least I couldn't touch them. I just wasn't ready. I didn't have the tools. I didn't have the support I needed. So I was just trying to treat the symptoms of, you know, my trauma and my, uh, you know, ACA family issues. So I was on my way to another 12 step program and I, I got lost in the building and I wandered in accidentally to an ACA meeting in New York city about 10 years ago. And, you know, everything happens the way it happens for a reason, what have you. But I went and I sat down and I definitely knew that I had an alcoholic parent and that my childhood was incredibly dysfunctional and traumatic. So I figured, okay, well, hey, I guess, you know, I can check this meeting out. I qualify and I don't really remember much, but I do remember it being a very safe space and a, a space of love. And more than any other space I'd ever been in, it was a place of, of unconditional support and love. And that's all I really remember. I'm sure I identified with some of the readings and what some people shared, but I just accidentally wandered into that one meeting and that was pretty much it. Um, so for many years, just trying to treat the symptoms, but not knowing what the problem was, um, you know, uh, many different fellowships, many different programs, getting better in some areas, you know, um, having issues in others. I mean, anything I could do to escape, uh, my body, my mind, my feelings, whether it was, uh, you name it, alcohol, drugs, food, sex, gambling, exercise, television, internet, um, drama, excitement, work, uh, all of these things. I, you know, at some points I was doing all of them every day, every day, just living in a state of, of survival. Um, so, you know, as the years went on, I, I kept coming back to the other 12 step programs, but th there were some big pieces of the puzzle missing. And I, I was not, the person that I wanted to be, you know, in terms of, uh, I, there was always unrest, you know, um, the, the thoughts never ended and, you know, it's just, uh, you know, I, I, people didn't perceive me as like a nice, happy person. People were scared of me. Um, 
so you know i don't think i was living as my true self because i i didn't know who my true self was so uh, a friend um invited me to a, an aca meeting in my area i'm in south florida it was about four and a half years ago and my friend said look this this meeting has like been a game changer for me and um you know, I really think you should come check it out. I said, yeah, I went to one of those meetings a long time ago. And he's like, no, you got to come back and check this out. So I came in and I was so numb and I just was so full of so much, you know, toxicity, confusion, you know, um, fear, anxiety, animosity. And I just, I knew that if I kept coming back, that something was going to break loose and that, that I would end up having feelings and, and addressing some of that, you know, horrifying, truly horrifying childhood trauma from growing up in an alcoholic and dysfunctional family. So um, I knew that, that there was something there for me. And so I started coming and I came regularly where the magic has really happened for me is in a small workbook group. So um, in the meeting, the open you know meeting of some people announced, I said, hey, we want to get together for a yellow book study, you know, start off, everyone's invited, we'll pick a day and a time, meet every week. And then um, we've been going for four years, every Monday we meet. And um, my life has changed. Meetings are great. Open meetings, I've gotten a lot out of them, been able to support others, met others, receive support. But that small group helped me build trust in myself and others and to be able to, to, to delve in to the nitty gritty and to get on that level. I, I think that I was just so scared to, to do that because every person in my life that I'd opened up to had abandoned me or there was abuse and neglect. Well, that was the pattern. I was attracted to crazy people. I, I didn't know what I didn't know. You know, it was like, oh, I met this person. They seem really crazy. Let's be friends. Like you seem fun and interesting because I was, that was the model. They were familiar to me, just like my family members. They were crazy. And so my relationships were dysfunctional. Um, and I just was doing what I was doing. It was familiar. And so, um, you know, I've developed throughout the last several years, healthy relationships with healthy people. And I've had the opportunity. Thank you. Um, can you even imagine to detach with love? You know, my MO for, for every relationship in my life was wild, crazy, exciting, dramatic, crash and burn, explosion, burn the bridge, torpedo the bridge, never speak to you again. And that very much modeled my family relationships. So, um, you know, uh, today I'm able to separate with people and, and to speak my truth in a respectful way. And I don't have to, you know, blow it up or abandon someone before they can abandon me. And like, this is real big stuff for a person whose relationships all their life every relationship, friendship, romantic, uh, professional, every relationship ended the same way, you know, um, and things are different now. Uh, so in that small workbook group, I, I learned to, to, to talk and to trust and to feel. And, you know, when I first was coming in, I knew that there was so much grief, but I just, I was, I was so dissociated 
I hadn't I had shed like maybe one or two tears in like a fifteen year period, but I had to shut all that down to survive when I left my family's home at the age of sixteen. There was no way I could have survived with that trauma fresh. I had to just package it up, box it up, shove it in the attic, shove it in the basement, bury it in the backyard, but it never went away. So I was, it was scary to open up those, those packages and, and, and unpack and, and process, but I didn't do it alone. And I remember it was maybe about six months in and we were in a small group study and one of my, uh, one of my fellow uh, travelers and, and, you know, someone that I consider to be like family, thank you, um, was sharing their experience and it hit me, you know, the, 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 you know, the brevity and the levity, it just was, and I I broke down weeping openly for the first time in, you know, 15 years, I was able to cry. And that to me was like a landmark experience. And I don't walk around weeping openly every day, but the fact that I was able to express my grief. And then every time I'd walk into the ACA meeting and they'd start reading the laundry list, I'd start crying. And it was like, it felt great. (laughs) I just start crying during the previews because it, but I didn't, you know, once the, once it, the wellspring broke open, I didn't fall apart. I didn't, you know, I, I didn't turn to mush, you know, and I, 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 my inner family and my inner child allows me to grieve, you know, when I'm able to do that. And, and the reading talks about, you know, taking quiet time and, and being in touch with myself and my inner family. I'll wrap up and say that, you know, um, I still have grief, but it's not terrifying um and i use tools you know collaborating with others sharing with others being supported by and supporting others and i'm not a person that others are scared of i'm not a person who others see as volatile because i don't see myself that way because i'm not that way and for the first time in my life um i'm starting to experience love for myself because the people who raised me they didn't know how to love me the way I needed, but through this reparenting process, I have um, started to feel really that thing, that, that elusive thing that people talk about that sounds nice, like self-love, like it's actually happening, you know, and and um, it's really something that, it's a different kind of miracle. The other miracles I experienced in other 12-step fellowships were real, but for me, this miracle is a different kind of miracle. And um, like I said at the beginning, I am a happy customer. Uh, and only four and a half years, I can't wait to see what happens down the road, but I know it's gonna be, it's gonna be something. It's gonna be something real interesting. So, um, you know, my message is, <laughs> my, my, my experience has been that this program and this, uh, these tools and this work is tough but it's made a world of difference and um, miracles do become everyday reality. So uh, thank you for for listening. Um, Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. I'll pass.